Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and I'm here with two, one special guest. One, <laughs> <laughs> one guest we have most of the time. Uh, Will is here hey. with his lovely broad. Amanda. I'm the special guest. No. I'm always the special guest. Amanda is the special guest. It's me for sure. So, um, guys, we uh, first of all, thank you so much, um, Amanda. You're welcome. For being on, Amanda, for being oh, yeah. on. Um, we could kick him out. Thank you, Will, for not standing me up today, uh, even though you wanted to. I was only five minutes late today. Is that it? I yeah. was ten minutes early. You were early. I know. We're starting early. So, uh, um, we didn't ride together, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I know how that goes. So, um, so We live three blocks away from the front porch also. What does that have to do with that? Well, just arriving at different times. You should get on, get here on time then. If right. That's, that's what, my or anything that's I'm making fun of myself. Yeah. Well, you got a lot to work on. I know. <laughs> we know this. So, uh, our, we're going to be talking today about parenting. And um, I'd ha- I don't know if I told um, Will, you, and Jeremy this, but I've had a list since I first started um, being the podcast host. And... Um, one of the things on there, like one, I think like probably the second week when I had started, I had put out this post on Facebook asking what people wanted um, topics to be. And one of the topics that are still on there, not not intentionally, I don't think, is parenting, um, talking a little bit about social media, preteens. Um, so um, I thought that today would be a perfect time to kind of cover that with um, Amanda since she was willing to be on. So um well, why don't you give me give our listeners a little bit of back like background of like, um, oh my gosh, I lost my notes. One second. Tell us a little bit about your family, how many kids you have, and their age range. Oh, good. I get an easy question. I was thinking we should ask him like birthdays, birthdays. I can do that. I go to the, the pharmacy. All the hard. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to tell. Don't you don't have to tell us their names either. Just um, oh, okay. Like you know how many you have, how well, many boys and girls. Come up because. That's fine. That's how I know my children. But yeah, we have five okay. kids. <laughs> we have five kids. <laughs> um, they are seven, nine, eleven, twelve, and thirteen in age. Is he, is he correct? Yes. Good job. I think. Yeah, I could give you their birthdays, but that would that's I mean, weird. It takes a while we don't to list them their all. identities. Um, but I know most of their birthdays most days. Hmm. Um, it is difficult when like the pharmacist uh, picking up medicine. They're like birthday, and I have, to, have to think a little out bit. Which one, yeah. It's not that I don't know. It's just I'm going through the mental rolodex of children. But um, but yeah, and and so we have uh, we have an interesting mix of kids right now. We have you know. Uh, <laughs> 13-year-old being our oldest and seven being our youngest. We call them the bigs and the littles. We have what we classify as three bigs and two littles. And um, So middle school and elementary school. You don't have any in high school yet, right? right. Thankfully. Yeah, right. It's so coming there. But we're only, yeah, we're only a year away from our <clears throat> oldest being in high school. Wow. So that's a sobering thought. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then um, we fostered for three years um, and – we we had at one point we had no did we have seven kids in we've the house? had seven before yeah we've had seven in the house um and we had six kids for like an extended period of time uh we had a baby girl for a while that was kind of a long-term placement and um and yeah so we've been kind of all over the map on the parenting thing and i attribute everything to amanda which is why she's the expert guest today um she's mom extraordinaire 
She is. Um, and I will say, Amanda, I know that you don't like the um, the attention, but I really, really, um, in my own parenting, and I only have one, I appreciate just how transparent you are sometimes. Because um, you like to watch me fall apart and <laughs> no, do I really don't. poorly. So I don't. Like, don't no, do that. That don't is do that not later. true. Um, I think growing up, I saw so many people act like they had it all together. Hmm and um act like they didn't have things that they struggled with like in parenting um and so to for you to just be so vulnerable and transparent with some things that you like you may be struggling with with one of your kids or even as a mom um i I really appreciate that and um not only do i appreciate that just as another woman but as a pastor's wife too um hopefully in a few weeks if we don't run you off today you will um join julie and i and we're going to do a pastor's wives podcast and talk a little more and dig a little more into what that looks like and the good the bad and the ugly of it um but i i appreciate that you are um transparent with that and i think a lot of what you do is you're just advocating for your kids and that's a beautiful thing i feel like that's all i do i just fight with people all the time that's your spiritual gift just i I mean it's true we just talked about spiritual gifts a little while ago mine is fighting that's okay okay. i think i'm here for it i think god gives us that spirit sometimes also like the secrets out right like now we're all adults with kids and we all now know that our parents didn't know anything and (laughs) and now we know that don't tell our kids don't let our kids listen to the podcast yeah we need them to think we know what's crazy is our parents did it without the internet Yeah. yeah i google all the time all the time what do psychologists say we should do for this how long should i I put myself in time out as a parent (laughs) that's the one i google a lot so well i wanted um i'm gonna start with you and then uh amanda if you have anything to add to it um you can add in and then i'll ask you a question will what is something how and what do you do you and amanda do um as parents to disciple your children so discipleship is it's bigs and littles is kind of how i'm looking at it right now um so we used to do like a family devotion story time, you know, with like a kid's Bible. Jesus Storybook Bible. We read it 12 times probably. Yeah, we give, I mean, at the church, we give out the Jesus it's Storybook Bible. It's the Bible. best book It's ever. good. Yeah. I still like cry when I read it. And I, I even use a lot of the things that Sally Lloyd-Jones writes, the way she puts things in that Bible even in preaching I today. I think last week, yeah. And all yeah. of the kids looked and said, that's our favorite story, not yeah. Nineveh, please. So, like, especially, yeah, not Nineveh, <laughs> that's what it was. So, especially, like, when they were little, like, crafting their minds to understand the stories of the Bible and the redemptive narrative of the Bible. Um, and so, I'm still in that phase with our littles. Um, so, like, I read, um, we're reading a Bible together now, a kid's Bible, and uh, story by story, you know, through that. Um, with our bigs, it's it's we're trying to teach them to like read the word on their own. Um, we have a, an app called Practice Devo that we're using right now, um, which is cool because it's is the shortest devotion in the world. It's the shortest app devotion I've ever found, and so it's and they don't do it every day. And I try to just show them grace with that, like that that's not an expectation. Um, and so I, I don't want to ever feel like a legalist to my kids um but i want them i want them doing some of that on their own too and so um, i'll text them or our older kids you know and say like hey you need to check out you know this devo today and it's it's probably 60 seconds of reading and then a prompted prayer time where they can talk to the lord on their own um and then probably the biggest thing is discipleship is about time not about education and so i think i think discipleship has been 
made into an academic thing in the church. Um, and, and with good reason, there's, there are things we need to learn and there's knowledge we need to acquire, but discipleship scripturally looks like how do we teach someone to follow Jesus? Not how do we teach someone to memorize, you know, books of the Bible or memorize theology or whatever. And so if we're going to teach them to be followers of Christ, um, that looks like a lot of life on life time together. And so we, so what he's trying to say is when they're in trouble, Discipline is a big <laughs> discipline is probably the biggest uh, discipleship opportunity, and that, right. that's that's true of adults too. Like in the church, like discipleship tends to happen when people screw up. Like that's when that's when we ask for help. That's when we get counseling. That's when we talk about problems. You know that kind of thing. And so it's the same with kids. And so when kids screw up, we we use the truth of God's word to put us back on the right path. And so. You know, um, so tell, give us an example of, of what you mean by that. Like, so one of your uh, big last night. Yeah, I was gonna say last night, okay. but I'll try not to get too personal because yeah, I don't. They, I, they have the New Heights app; they could probably listen. But let's just say one of my kids was dealing with anger, um, and and so we read the the scripture verse in Ephesians about you don't let the sun go down on your wrath, and um, and and so this this kid wanted to just go to bed. I just I'm. I'm mad at everybody. I hate the world, and so I'm just done with everything. I want to go to bed. Well, you don't get to go to bed because you are dealing with anger right now, and it's okay to be mad, but you can't sin while being mad. So you can't be sinful to your siblings. You can't be sinful to your family. And and so we use words like repentance regularly, sin regularly, like those words that, that biblical vocabulary comes into discipline. And, um, and so, yeah, the the result was you spend time with your family, even though you're mad and, um, and you use prayer and repentance to, to get through it. So that's good. It's also a lot of modeling too. Like when we screw up being like, okay, I shouldn't have yelled at you. I'm really sorry. I'm really mad. I'm going to walk away. You were talking about timeout earlier. We put ourselves in timeout a lot. Um, and then say like, we shouldn't have been that angry, but, but you know, it was warranted. It was, it was anger that was okay, but we can't yell when we're angry or, or whatever. Um, and letting them see that we screw up and we have to apologize for it. And that doesn't feel good, but we got to do it. Uh, but that's healthy. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, that's something I was never, um, I never saw as an example. And that's something that we make sure that we do in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I feel like on, on the days that I feel like I'm not doing that great as a parent, like in those moments, I feel like I'm doing something not, you know, <laughs> at least I apologize. At right? least I apologize. Yeah. Um, well, um, so like as a pastor, we have a, like at our, at New Heights church, we have a lot of younger people in our church. And what I've noticed as a pastor, just through conversations with people in our church is a lot of our, like our generation, um, like twenties, thirties. Now, um, a lot of that generation millennials, um, uh, are, are coming up and growing up and and dealing with the realization that their parents are broken and it's like it, it hit us later in life um, and we didn't realize that when we were young and, and so I think there's a good correction of that in the church where we're seeing and I've 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 read a lot about this I've yeah. heard it on podcasts and stuff like parenting tips at conferencing Christian conferences and stuff a heavy emphasis on repenting as a parent um, and I think that's a good emphasis that. Um, we need to recognize when we when we sin against our kids or when we sin in a way that our kids see and then make sure that we're willing to repent to them and see us see they see us repent to other people too um so that our kids don't grow up thinking that 
we're perfect, and then they figure out we're not perfect, and then they're like, well, I was raised by hypocrites. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Amanda, so um, what are your thoughts on social media as a parent, and what boundaries have you guys put in place for your kids when it comes to social media? So this podcast is sponsored by the Bark app today, right? Don't we always have some sort of sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, we do, Bark actually. App, uh, yeah, they uh, they made this episode happen, so yeah. thanks, Bark, Bark app. Bark app? So we use the okay. Bark app, like okay. B-A-R-K. Um, it's about $100 a year. Not to be confused with Bark's root beer, uh, which is B-A-R-Q apostrophe S. Not the same. The, they're sponsoring an upcoming episode, actually, okay. but not this one. Be quiet. Um, so, yeah, we use the Bark app that monitors every kid's device that we have, so it doesn't just monitor social media, that kind of stuff. Um, and it's well worth the 100 bucks a year. It'll, like, take screenshots of concerning text messages um it monitors any sort of social media that they're on um we currently only have one kid that's on social media right now our oldest and we have access to it so like i can pull up my phone and i can get on any of her stuff and see all of her messages um so i don't know i feel like this is kind of new to us because we just like our oldest is 13 so we're letting her kind of navigate it but Everybody knows that if they have a device of any sort, it belongs to their parents. And so we have access to it at any point. Um, And we get to get on their social media accounts. Everything's locked down, too. So, like, um, they don't have access to, like, explicit stuff. Now, our kids are listening to explicit music sometimes, but so am I. Um, I mean, yeah, that's something we've explored recently in our home. Right. Like Benjamin like, knows if there's an E beside of it, then, you know, may not be the best right. thing to listen to. Well, uh, can, Amanda, can you talk a little bit about uh, like, yeah, like, um, like she's good at this in our, in our home talking to the kids, like, um, about like brain maturity, like yeah, so when like, they can handle more mature content. We tried like to like have a rule, you know, like at 13 you get this and at 12 you get this or, or whatever. Um, well, that doesn't work because brains are not the same. Um, and in my line of work, I do a lot of brain development, child development kind of stuff and just knowing what's expected and realizing that our kids are not all on the same level. Um, and so instead we've set rules more like when we can trust you with this or when your brain is not afraid of this, then we can, you know, offer this to you. Um, scary movies, for example, like not everybody can watch a scary movie at her house, me included. My brain development got stunted and scary. I don't know. I just can't handle that kind of stuff. But like, um, our older kids love scary stuff, yeah. which is weird. So, but we have like so our eleven-year-old watches is watching Stranger Things right, right. now, which is l- horror light. It's I not like super it. scary, but it it's got some scary stuff that um, our twelve-year-old won't watch, and right. we won't let her watch it. Um, and and so that's uh, a good example of what she's talking about. Yeah, just just good. being aware of you know what they can what they can handle, but then like even content, which I think we did an episode about content and entertainment and stuff but like we want our kids to know that like i don't want to demonize stuff i don't want to demonize cuss words i don't want to you know right. and so I, I don't want them to just think four-letter words are bad and not the motives of their heart and what they're looking for entertainment is bad and so like even um like bella and i went to a cave town concert and he's got some expli- explicit songs um but like we we will allow that type of content as long as we can make sure the motives are right, her heart's right, and then we can have like good conversations about the way that we speak or the way that we express ourselves right. being godly. So that's good. Okay, so um, Amanda, as a parent of five, mm-hmm. I'm certain that you get a lot of unsolicited advice. 
a lot. How do you handle that as a parent? It depends on my mood. Sometimes <laughs> I need to apologize, probably. Um, I don't know. So most of the time, I'm just a quiet individual. And so a nod and quickly escaping the situation is typically what I do. Um, I have called out a few people in Walmart for saying hateful things to me, you know, based on what our family looks like, that sort of thing. Um I don't think people do it, though, to, like, be mean. Like, I think, and even just, like, thinking about myself. Like, if I see somebody struggling, and I'm like, man, I remember having three toddlers and trying to hold everybody's hand or whatever, like, offering advice. Like, I'm trying to be helpful. So, I think people do it trying to be helpful. Um, But I would think now, in, in my wise old age, that... You, you're helpful not in the moment, right? Like you find them when they're yeah. not falling apart as opposed to mid-meltdown or whatever. It's kind of um, like when somebody says something like after a death. Yeah, like, they, like they're they trying. They don't mean to say the wrong thing or yeah. something insensitive, but it's just not the right time and place for I it. don't think I've ever experienced somebody saying something to me um, that was hurtful and they meant it to be hurtful. But I've hurt, had a lot of hurtful kind of yeah. things come. Yeah. Um, we have a kid that, man, even to this day, uh, throws some pretty good fits. And I've had, you know, people be like, I wouldn't let my kid act like that in the store. And I'm like, yes, you would. Like, I'm also not letting him. I'm trying to drag him to the car and you're in my way. You know, yeah. like, um, it's just, I just so try do you, to take it. So do you think, um, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people, unfortunately, recognize you when you go out into public, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I don't know them. And you and don't know them <laughs> and they pretend. feel like they know you. Um, it, do you find it hard at just as like Will's wife, as a pastor's wife, like, do you find those moments like really hard in parenting? Because really what you want to do is like punch somebody in the face and cuss at them. Yeah. Um, but so you know, you're also, I do. No. You know, you're also a Christian and you're trying to get I right get with Jesus. Most it. Of, oh, shut stop up. it. Uh, we have one child that uh, we actually like take and walk around in public when this child falls apart because um, it just makes her behave better and us behave better when we're angry kind of things. So the public perception is kind of nice because it keeps me from yelling at kids or, you know, acting crazy. Um, but also I feel like that's where like, we're going to have the pastor's wife's podcast soon, but that's where most of the hard part of being a pastor's wife comes from because when my kids are acting like a fool everybody knows it and and i joke and be like whose kid is this somebody come get this kid you know like oh it's the pastor's kid that's being bad but you really feel like the pastor's kids aren't supposed to be acting like that i'm like they are they're four or you know however old they are at the time like they're behaving just like every other seven-year-old right like you keep me in check a lot Uh, sometimes i have unrealistic expectations (laughs) for my eight-year-old like a few weeks ago when we had um a sunday evening church service and you told me to be quiet and turn around leave him alone right we brought toys <laughs> yeah, like you told me to leave him alone he's acting like an eight-year-old he's and acting I, like an eight-year-old. I appreciate that i mean and um, i like i say that to my kids too though like when they do things i will look at them and want to strangle them and i will say like developmentally you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do i don't really like it but this is where we're supposed yeah. to be and it's my job to fix it so that you'll do this when you're you know 15 or whatever but Saying that over and over to us and to our children, developmentally, this is appropriate. It's not enjoyable. We don't really like it, but you're supposed to be back talking when you're 13. Right. Meh. So is this something that you have just learned with like Tom and experience as a mom? I mean, you do have five. The oldest is 13. I'm still learning. Um, I mean, I think I we'll do read a lot. I mean, like I, 
I, I was gonna say you like to learn and I spend and most a lot of, of my some of what you do time. with your your work is right you know child development brain development yeah I do a lot of studying I mean like there I if our kids mess up in a tiny little way you will find me googling what psychologists say about things and being like well we have to fix this right now and he has to be the voice of reason that says like they spilled their milk it's not a big deal like they don't need therapy for it um <laughs> but maybe they do I don't know so, Will, do you feel like, you know, you're, what, 35? You'll be 35 yeah. ne- at the end of this week, right? Yeah, I think I'm 35 by the time this episode is <laughs> yeah. released. Yeah, June the 10th is yeah. Will's birthday, because who knows when this will be released. Yeah. But, so, do you feel parenting has changed within the church, how people parent within the church since, um, as opposed to the time when we were growing up? Yeah, yeah, I think it has. Um, I don't I think I think for the better in most ways, honestly. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not fair to make like sweeping statements, probably about the church, you know. But I think you can speak it like broader church culture, and um, yeah, I think um, there is there is definitely a, a more openness to kids being kids in the church than I feel like there was when we were kids. Um, like I remember my parents like dragging me out the door. Like um, I got pinched a lot. Yeah, well, and there was like there's there's this air of tradition that existed like when we were kids of like even the, even the tradition of like putting on your Sunday best. That's we make that about clothing, but it's really more about behavior. Yeah, it, it goes deeper than just what you're wearing. Yeah. Um, okay, so your behavior that means that your Sunday best you have to be quieter than you would any other day of the week. You have to be more holy, you know, that kind of thing. And not to say that you should just be wild at church gatherings but but um but i i think i think there's generally uh, more of an honesty um and i think some of it has come with just like a more casual type culture in churches especially more modern churches that we've kind of let our guard down a little bit and i think that that can be very healthy and good um not it's not always great but um but i think it can be really healthy and good and i think um I mean, I can't speak for a lot of churches. I can speak for New Heights. I think there's a, a great culture at our church of, like, your kids can be kids here. Um, in, our, in our, you know, spiritual family, we, we don't want to, um, we don't want to hinder, you know, the parenting process. We want to give your kids freedom to screw up, but we want to equip and help you to discipline or correct, you know, and the church doesn't need to be the one doing that. It's, it's parents. And so even the way we handle, like when kids are converting and repenting and want to be baptized, like that's all parental based. Like, so we're equipping our parents to, to walk through baptism with their kids. Um, whereas I think, I think the more traditional way would be like, put your kid in a nice shirt and, or a dress and go to the pastor's office and answer all the questions in the right way. Um, so I, I think the culture is, is shifting in a, in a positive way. And I think a lot of it has to do with like just realism in the church, being real, being repentant, modeling that to your kids. And, um, at least that's what we've tried to try to create at New Heights. All right, Amanda, this one is a tough one. So I, this goes back to the pastor's wife. There's a lot of expectations put on you as the pastor's wife, um, do you struggle with trusting God with uh, things that concern your kids? There have been lots of times where I've, like, told people, um, I don't know how people parent without faith because 
like when your kids are sick, when they're in the hospital, when your kids are looking like they need an exorcism in the back of the church, right? Like (laughs) kicking and screaming. Like, how do you get through that without thinking there's got to be a better plan, right? Like my kid can't do this forever. Or if my kid is really this sick, um, how's it going to get fixed? Like what's going to happen? And so I feel like that's probably where my faith has grown the most. Um, Particularly like when we were fostering, there were lots of times in fostering um, with our kids and with kids that we were just fostering for a little bit that we were thinking like, we don't know what's going to happen, but we have to behave a certain way right now, or we have to love them a certain way right now, not knowing what's going to happen. And so I would say that my faith has probably grown the most through parenting. Um, but then there are times where I was in bed last night after that said incident that Will was talking about. And I was like, what are we going to do with that child? What's going to happen? And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. Right. And so I need Will to be like a voice I mean, I of use reason. I use her own ammo against her. I'm like, that, how they acted was developmentally <laughs> yeah, appropriate. And I need like, that sometimes. There you go. <laughs> but for me, I feel like that's where my faith has grown the most is in parenting. Um, I think I'm a stronger Christian, a more mature Christian, just based on what parenting has put me through um, and studying that came along with that. So how do, how do you all, this is not on the thing, the questions, oh, no. I'm sorry. I need questions that I've prepared <laughs> I for. Um, how do you, I mean, you and Will have some different personalities. Um, I'm the we, better one. You are the better one, yes. <laughs> you are the better one, Amanda. Um, how, do, how does your parenting styles, I, I know for the most part, especially you all seem to be a pretty great team. Um, I don't get to see the ugly behind the scenes, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, how, how does your differences, how does that affect your parenting? we have good cop bad cop that happens a lot um we we're pretty good at like knowing when the other person needs to like tap out and we even like use that language do you remember like wwf like (laughs) hulk hogan and uh, tag team jake the snake and all those guys yeah Um, ultimate warrior yeah, right. you're speaking my language. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's how we parent. Yeah, it's it's just chaos. There's like metal chairs yeah. flying everywhere, and you know body slamming happening, and um, eventually, you know, Jake the Snake would get so tired in the in the tag team match that he he'd start reaching his hand out for the the yeah. tag and so yeah we say that a lot do you need to tap out so or then tag amanda out? comes in as the undertaker yeah. and destroys them all right exactly <laughs> but also we so <laughs> that's parenting at the basham no. house early on in our marriage and parenting will made a rule that he was not parenting until our children turned 12 because he was not getting out of bed in the middle of the night. Oh, bless. He, was, he doesn't do babies, oh, all of that sort of thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for that because I taught middle school. I knew what they looked like. And so I agreed to this um, thing. And so he currently has two children that are in his age range that he's supposed to be parenting all the time. Supposed to be. Um, he, it's not that easy. I think he's figured out. Yeah, so, so we, we talk a lot about repentance. <laughs> so I'll take this platform to publicly repent of, of, there you go. Yeah. of that. He thought it was easier when they were big. And whatnot. So, yeah, it's every, every season and stage of, like, child development, like, the, the horizon always just seems so promising. Like, when my kids can feed themselves or yeah. when they can go to the bathroom on their own. That'll be awesome. And then you get there and then... Well, now this new thing and life sucks and it's driving me crazy. Okay, now the next season it becomes the greener grass, you know. And, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I've, I've just accepted it's always going to be something. Even I think when they're adults, it's just going to stress We've talked a lot out. about that recently, of, of grieving like certain certain um, parts of childhood and you don't really like this this part, the sassy, you know what I mean? But, yeah. uh, so but I also, met with, um, I also met with not sure how teenage years might look like. <laughs> so. Listen, I often, like when, when new moms or moms of toddlers are like talking about stuff to me, I'd tell them like, I've hit the sweet spot in parenting at this point. Like, I remember being like, dear God, don't let it be my kid that throws a fit in church today. Yeah. And now our kids, I mean, don't typically throw fits in public, right? Like they're growing up. They don't scream and kick and you have to pull them out the back door. Um, now they do things in secret and you find out about it later from somebody else in the community or whatever. But it's still, it's a good spot. I like I like the stages. I like seeing them grow up. Will I doesn't. Yeah, I don't. I, it's um, hard on Jason. I love it. I, it's hard on me too, but I, I love it because he's... I don't cry at kindergarten graduations. I don't. None of that stuff bothers me. Like, <laughs> I'm oh, really just, excited we made it through kindergarten, you know? Right. Like, I we just... We survived it. Yeah. Oh, I just hate to see him get old, though. But, like, so I, I recently um, sat down for a meal with um, our sending pastor. Like, so Cross Lanes Baptist helped plant New Heights, and... Pastor Seth Polk, who pastors at Cross Lanes, is still a good mentor to me, and um, and I was just spending some time like picking his brain about his kids. He's got three adult children, and so like asking, he's like in an empty nest, empty nest phase, and so I was asking him about that, and um, and his biggest advice wasn't like read the Bible more or you know any anything like super spiritual like we'd expect which is kind of what i expected him to say and he was just like you need to make sure you get a lot of time with each kid individually like that was his number one advice um get as much time with them as possible and so um i think i think just leaning into older people who who have been there been beyond where you are in parenting um can be super helpful and beneficial um maybe your own parents but also even aside from your own parents, um, finding finding someone who you trust to, you know, say, hey, you you seem like you got pretty decent kids. How'd you do it? Um, but I think I think one thing that's interesting that we we try to do is bring into perspective in discipline or and things we're celebrating or whatever, like what our kids are going to be like as adults. Like I hear Amanda, I hear you say this all the time. You you say like one day you're gonna have to do this, and you know she'll reference the job they're gonna have or what they want to do when they're adults or what they're gonna have to do as adults, and and so she'll say like what you're doing right now, I have to prepare you for that. That's called the possible selves model. If you would like a training on it, I can offer that. <laughs> there you to go. You, I've not had that training, but I've noticed that strategy. All your possible selves. Yeah, yeah. I uh, like it. Possible selves. And so I, I employed that uh, last night with the with the issue I had. I yeah. said, hey, in this future possible self, you're <laughs> going to have to control your emotions better than you are right now. So I'm going to teach you how to do I know you don't do like it. it right now, but this is training, so you can know how to do that when you're an adult one day. That's good stuff. All right, so I, the last two questions I hope would I hoped would be um, more like fun questions that you that would be easy. So what would you give, what sort of advice would you give someone who's a brand spanking new parent, never parented before, probably thought their dog was their child? I was that person. Um, First of all, no. <laughs> your dog. It's, it's not the same. You're listening to this podcast and you think your dog is your child. No. You can't leave your kid home by themselves. That's no. true. We're gonna get all some kinds people of, won't leave their. We're gonna dog. get all kinds of hate mail because Anna know, just said that. But it's, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll defend us. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. 
So what, what advice would you give to a brand new spanking, brand, not spanking parents, brand new. <laughs> spanking, brand that's a whole other new, topic here. I know, listen, I'll try to keep the spanking out of there. <laughs> I know, I know how some parents are with the spanking. New advice I for think, a new parent. I think preparing to mess up and like just knowing like it's not going to be perfect and you're going to screw up and you're going to like have a parenting plan and strategy that changes based on your child or based on the day like i don't know good luck i think my advice i think my advice would be because i'm thinking for dads right yeah um talk to other dads help Um, your wife in the middle of the night yeah help your wife more Mm -hmm. than i did Mm -hmm. um or you'll repent for it later on a podcast the rest of your life um yeah live with it (laughs) hanging over your head the rest of your days um but yeah, I think I think finding community and hearing how other people are doing the same type of thing um, is helpful. I don't know that I'd advise it for women. Mom shaming is a thing, right? Like yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it, it is can, a real It can thing. be it can be really damaging to you emotionally if 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 you're not in community with the right people and you're talking to other moms and they're like like subtly dissing you for the way you do things or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I maybe it's not fair. I tend to think guys don't really do that as much, but they, um, I don't think they care enough about it to do that. But but for me as, as a dad, I, I find it helpful to talk to other dads. Like That's like cool. even now, like I'll talk to preteen and teen dads of like how they're dealing with stuff. Yeah. What's some advice you'd give to a parent of a middle school child? You all have three middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting yeah, you have the third one getting ready to go yeah. to yeah. middle school. Yeah. I don't know. I this this is where this is where like I'm willing to admit we don't have we're not like we're not writing a parenting book like we're not experts so yeah um I don't know that I have advice maybe I have tons of advice okay Okay, so one know what's developmentally appropriate because middle school all middle schoolers kind of fall apart Um, when I was teaching like nobody liked seventh graders seventh grade was like the worst grade. Um, and we just had a child go through seventh grade and I would give it probably the weirdest stage that, that she's had so far. Um, but that's very normal. And so like, again, child development, knowing what's normal, knowing what you're supposed to, you know, be experiencing kids are supposed to be talking back at that point because they're forming their own opinions about things. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just like being involved, like don't give them free access to the internet don't let them go wherever without knowing their parents um the bark app that we have sends screenshots to our phone of like concerning text messages and our oldest has friends who will curse in text messages and then the next line will be sorry miss basham or i'm sorry bella's mom because bella's told all of her friends my mom's gonna read all my text messages and like being okay with being that parent um, I think has been good because her friends know that they can't like get by with stuff without me knowing she knows we're going to check all of her stuff. So yeah. she keeps it in check. Um, just being involved and, and listening even when it's really boring. We listen to a lot of Middle boring school stuff. Is really hard. Ears. It's weird and weird. And I, I always, I'm always guilty of like taking how they are in middle school and imposing it on the future adult they're going to be and yeah. i just think whatever they're doing now it's not going to be it's going to be like yeah. that and that's just me like panic thinking and mm-hmm. so like 
um, when when they're particularly weird or disobedient, I just start thinking the worst. And this is where Amanda comes in, and she's like, "Hey, they're supposed to be weird in middle school. It's what happens." Um, yeah, that's good. So, one thing I thought of is maybe just um, invest invest time into being interested in what they're interested in, um, which can be hard because they're weird. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, well, like, but you find things that, stranger things. Yeah, I was gonna say find and... find things that you do both like and and use that as a leverage to get time with them because like they're not like in the middle school days they're not going to want to spend time with their parents unless it's something that they really enjoy. So like I do really enjoy watching Stranger Things, and so like we. Um, we watched Stranger Things. We did a like a premiere for season four and used the like we rented out the church building, and used the giant screen, you know that kind of thing. Um, so I got to be like cool dad to the to yeah. the teenagers. Um, and then like Maya's into karate, and I and I sh- I try, but like karate is not my thing. Like <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Norris is not my hero. I hope he doesn't listen to this or he'll he's probably kill me. still in town. Yeah. yeah, but like um, yeah, so like. But one of the things that she really is into is dinosaurs, which I'm also not real big into dinosaurs, but I did like the Jurassic Park movies, and there's one coming out. And so, like, we've been watching the Jurassic Park movies, and we're going to watch the sixth one in theaters. And so she's excited about that. And um, and then Micah is... Um, you. Micah, Micah is, is you. Micah is me. My, like, <laughs> hanging out with Micah is like hanging out with myself. It's amazing. Um, it's also like parenting my husband <laughs> at home. Also, so, I understand finding those finding those common grounds, even if it's hard to find it. Like you find those and you lean into those and make time. So, well, that's just like with any relationship. I mean, I'm sure Amanda does some things with you that she doesn't like, but she does it because you're her husband and she loves you. Do She's you, not complain you about it. Me? Um, sometimes, I'm certain she does. Yeah, I got a podcast event about that later. Yeah, we're going to stay the tuned. Tea. Stay tuned, people. About to spill the tea. All right, so I have one last question. Okay, Amanda, we need you to set something straight. You'll know. William says I am not on your second circle, and I feel like that I am on your second circle. Oh snap, Baker! We ran out of time, right? We're all done. No, I don't. Okay. I feel like I have one circle. Okay, but you don't. There's three. I don't. I don't even remember what you're talking about. Oh my gosh! I don't well, I don't forget things. So Amanda says I have so early onset you have, dementia. You're supposed he to have does. three circles. So right. your first circle is oh, like your inner I know circle. What, yeah. You like, should know what this is. Like We're doing it with one of our children. Yeah, oh my yeah. god! I, I remember now. It took me a minute. Oh my sorry. god! I had this circle conversation circle, with our kids this morning. Yeah, but, three circles. Yeah. Third circles like okay, loose acquaintances. If you had yeah. three circles, yeah. Let's hypothetically. Would For I sure. be on your second circle? Yeah. Okay. So this is where I am, though. She's like, also right extremely there. non-confrontational, so she would never, she would never admit no, it to your face. No, I feel like she face. would. She told me one time she I didn't have her cell phone number because she didn't want me to have it because <laughs> you really? gave it to me. Yeah, you did. Did you forget that? Did you get dementia? Hmm. Well, that, I feel like that was last year. And I gave, I gave. You, you're like, gave here, here's Amanda's out. number. Yeah. If you want to text but her. now yeah. I text Heather and say things like, "My kids are acting crazy." And, well, it takes some time. And I can use a four-letter word on occasion, and she won't judge really me. In her second circle. So she's got like one circle and then outer darkness. You're crawling your way out of the outer darkness, but that's a great way to describe my circles, though. Yeah. Outer darkness. It's one circle and outer darkness. That's it. There's nothing in between. I'm out there. Then you might be crawling your way toward the circle, but. I don't need to be in the circle. I just need to know I'm 
you're on your way. Some days I don't know if I'm in the first circle. Let's put it this way. When you texted me this week and when you sent me a Facebook message, I did not cringe either time. And that is saying, I I did. I responded to you promptly. I did not complain to Will about it. That one response was actually me because she refused. She said, sure. Yeah, that was me. Turn off his mic. (laughs) I wish I had a mute button. It wasn't. You need one. I can't. Well, guys, um, I know that you guys aren't uh, would never claim, and nor do we expect <laughs> you to claim, uh, nor do we think you are perfect parents, but we really appreciate you just taking time to talk about parenting. I know we could probably sit here days, um, and we'd never, ever reach the end of the conversation when it comes to topics um, about our kids and the things they should be doing and shouldn't be doing and the, th- the places where we fail them, but I would just want to say thank you. Um, I know... my husband's never been the pastor but I know that a lot of times the pastor and his family is in the spotlight a lot big time all the time Um, and I know that um, parenting well something that you both hold or hold high values for and that's something that you guys want to do well and um, I just really appreciate whenever you guys are vulnerable with um, with people that you let in and uh, you encourage me as a parent Um, you do Amanda. <laughs> okay, you can text me more often if you want. It. It's fine. I'm trying to get on that. That's I'm okay. trying to get in that out of that black hole. I know, right you're now. working hard. Oh gosh. Um, but no, I appreciate you being on here, Amanda, and talking to us a little bit about parenting and will. Uh, I'm always happy to be here. Anytime thanks. you want me to be on the podcast, just let me know. That's podcast a lot. Boss. Most of the time, you come in here acting all hateful and curmudgeon, and just not friendly at all. That's not true. I'm always friendly. You okay? I'll tell you, you act that way when Jeremy's here. When Jeremy's not here, your your personality is totally different. We're gonna we're gonna dig into that more on the next episode. Oh, no. Okay. All right, listeners. Um, you heard a lot about parenting today. If you have any other questions, feel free to submit them on the app. I don't know that we will have Will and Amanda covering the questions, but we will cover your questions. Um, thanks for listening. Uh-huh.